all you scaredy cats and kittens and welcome to the two scaredy cats podcast where we talk about all things strange unusual and paranormal we're your hostess with the mostess i'm stacy and i'm kara so kara uh it's been quite a while since we had our last podcast uh recording here and that was kind of a little bit by accident and kind of let the uh weeks get away from us so, so what have you been up to recently besides wedding lots of conventions ah and what was lots uh, of convention stuff and traveling yep the funnest uh convention you were at or the one that you liked the most recently uh i don't know (laughs) they've all blurred together Ah, got it uh i would say the wildest was um oticon that was the one in dc i went to okay oh yeah that's just because my the last one i just worked so i did like 15 photo shoots in one day that is a lot which is a lot because, so, the Otherworld, you know Otherworld, we've yeah, been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, So, they did an Otherworld event, but it was on Saturday night, and I already booked the full day, and I was like, well, I know people are going to mm-hmm. want photos at Otherworld. It was actually a whole thing, because they were supposed to have a bus for us to um, go from mm-hmm. the hotel to the place, and then they would chart, like, pay back and forth. So, we were out there waiting, and the bus just uh-huh. never came, like, ever. Which was a whole thing. And apparently it was at the wrong place the entire time. And it didn't actually show up (gasps) until midnight. And I had already been... And I had a a shoot the next day at Mm 9am. And I was like, this is horrible. I actually ended up... Me and my friend... um, We ended up Ubering because they were my first client. So I was like, well, let's get a head start. Because we thought the bus was delayed. We didn't Mm -hmm. realize it was just not coming. And then my other clients also ended up Ubering. So I only had to wait on one last person. Because we were able to do all their shoots while I was waiting. And then when the bus finally arrived, the last person was on it. So we did their shoot and then I was able to go home. <laughs> oh, goodness. But it was a yeah. whole thing. We got cool photos, but it was a... Now, which convention was... This was at Ohio Con, Yes, Col- it? it was... No, it's Metzuri Con, but it's Columbus. Metzuri. Okay, Metzuri But it was a lot of Columbus, so ah. like, I always book really crazy because it's like my home con or whatever. Right. Okay. Cool. And I was trying to pay for the Vegas trip, so I was like taking on some extra stuff. <laughs> yeah. And for anybody that doesn't know, Otherworld is this really cool place um, located in uh, Columbus yeah. that um, is a an immersive um, art uh, installation thing, and they have like all kinds of neat rooms. Yeah. Um, with cool lights so if you're like have any kind like epilepsy you probably don't want to go there if you can't stand loud music and stuff like that because it's very immersive um they have really neat like all the rooms are different themes they have like an alien theme they have like an 80s theme room and they have like space invaders and all you know all kinds of cool stuff there uh you should if you ever get the chance and you're in columbus you should really go they just open one in philadelphia too so if you're in there and that yeah the other world too basically but it's the one in philadelphia and there's one that basically the place that we're going to go to in las vegas is called omega mart and we're pretty sure that other world was based off of omega mart it makes sense so we're going to the og when Uh, we go i've seen the mega mart thing that we me and dad almost went to that when we were there but we didn't have enough time well good thing because we're going (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're going to vegas it's gonna be a time (laughs) oh yeah we're going there for kara's bachelorette party so this will be an experience 
Oh, yeah. But hopefully we'll have some uh, stories to tell when we come back. So, I'm sure we're going to have some insanity oh, that yeah. happens. Uh, I know. I'm sure. It's Vegas. What happens yeah. in Vegas stays in, in Vegas. Vegas. Isn't that what they yeah. say? That's what they say. Oh. <laughs> uh, I wish. I think we should like get some decorations for one night to put set up in the room. <laughs> yeah, I found some really cool ones that I'm thinking about getting out. Oh, okay. Oh, here later. Yeah, that was kind of funny. I like them. I think you guys will like them too. But anyway. All yeah. right. So I guess we should get started since it's been a hot minute since we've had one of these little sessions. So yep. um, I guess Kara's first this week. Uh, so I'll let her go ahead and take it away and tell us what she's uh, going to do this week. Yeah, so we have a really actually interesting story that I had heard this a while ago, and like it's one of those things that like lives in my head rent free. Like what actually happened? Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like true crime ish, but there's definitely some like weird elements where it doesn't make sense or like you could see it be like paranormally, or mm-hmm. there's definitely some cult like a speculation. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be talking about who put Bella in the witch elm. Mm, so in nineteen. 19- yeah, this is, like, kind of the... I've never heard of this before, but I randomly, like, one podcast forever ago, I heard someone talk about it. I was like, we can't not talk about it, because it's a pretty crazy story. Hmm. So, um, this is actually happened around World War II. In mm-hmm. 1943, on April 18th, in Worcestershire, England... Don't don't hate me for my pronunciation. <laughs> we know that's a... <laughs> Yeah, please don't come after us because we're Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, yeah. England. Four young boys: um, Robert Hart, Bob Farmer, Thomas Willits, and Fred Payne. They were in in the Hogley Wood uh, looking for bird nests to find eggs because this was like um, food was very scarce. Scarce, right? around this time so they were this is like a thing people would do to try and find any kind of food so they were trying to find eggs and they came across this uh large witch elm tree which i looked it up and these trees look pretty wild and kind of just spooky already Mm -hmm. um they believed it would be perfect to find a bird's nest in because it was hollow on the inside Mm -hmm. um so they uh, one of the boys climbed up to get a letter look inside and he noticed a skull which initially they're like oh it's probably like an animal skull because that's what you would think mm-hmm. um, so they they pulled it out and they realized uh, there was hair on it the oh. tufts of hair and it was a human skull <laughs> so they were freaked out and they put it back in the tree because they were like they were actually on land they were not they were technically trespassing on this part of the um f- uh forest area they were in mm-hmm. so they were like we don't want to get in trouble for this so they ended up swearing like oh no one tell what happened and then they all went home but one of the oldest boys actually felt kind of uneasy about the whole situation and he ended up coming to his parents and telling them what they found hmm. um so the father went to the police and told them, like, hey. And then one of the boys actually brought them back to the tree. And when they found the tree, uh, they actually discovered a complete skeleton inside of the tree. Oh, my Not goodness. just a That's skull. Scary. Right. Ew. Which is crazy. Like, how it was inside of this tree. Right. How did it get in there is my question. Yeah. That's kind of the mystery <laughs> of it all. Um, so Because when they were alive, they would have been, like bigger than this you know what i mean like that would have been really hard to smush them in there oh yeah we're talking about that because there's like people who speculated on like how 
how did this person get into the tree? Because we don't really know. Wait, were all um, the bones whole or had they been chopped up? No, they were so... Okay, here's what we're, we're actually going to talk about that. Okay, so the so. body was mo- mostly intact, except a hand was missing. Oh, but they okay. found uh, what they believed was like remains of a hand away from farther away from the, the initial tree. Uh, they found so the like body. an animal or something got a hold of it, they think? Or do they think something else? I don't know. There's more speculate oh, In okay. the theory section, people have a theory about the hand. Okay. Um, it's kind of a wild thing. Uh, so after they did like an autopsy, I mean, for the, you have to remember, this is 1940s. Right. They didn't have a lot of, they really didn't have as much as they would. Cause like, I feel like with a hair sample, they probably would have been able to get like a lot better nowadays. Oh yeah. They could have easily identified her quickly with the DNA and all that. Um, so they were able to realize that she had been dead for 18 months, placing her death around October in 1941. And they discovered that uh, they believed that asphyxiation was the cause of death because of what they found. The person who did the thing said it was impossible to get her inside after rigor mortis had set in. So she had to have been placed in the tree immediately after death. Because because there would be no way to put her in there. And they also did not believe uh, that a person could get into the tree voluntarily. Like They they ruled out suicide as one of the options. Mm Mm-hmm. It was also hard to identify the body because so many people had reported missing around this time because this was around the Second World War. Mm-hmm. So there was already a lot of people missing. Right. Uh, right. But when they did, because there were some objects that kind of like helped, um, but there were no, there were no people that seemed to match the evidence. Hmm. And then this is where we get the name of our story. In 1944, a mysterious graffiti appeared on a war a wall in Birmingham that stated, who put Bella down the witch elm? Hmm. So someone wrote that because they never, there was no, like, uh, no one knew what the name of her is. Right. So somebody knows. So this kind of piqued the interest of the police because this was the first lead they had had other than what they had found around the body. Mm -hmm. And then, so, and because of the location of the graffiti, because people were like, oh, it probably was like kids messing, but it was very high up on like the wall so people were like maybe it wasn't kids so the police mm-hmm. was actually kind of like "Ooh, what is this and they did look into it but they couldn't find anyone that matched the name of bella even hmm. like with that info um and there's actually the, people still continue to write that in that area like every like like few years people someone else will write that in like other areas around that location of where she uh but they did decide the they did find out it was a girl a female body too so we do oh, know that okay. at least Okay. So, Hmm. it is a female body. Other than that, um, they did find. They still don't know to this day who she is. No, it's a mystery today. That's that's. Here's the interesting theories. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of crazy, especially when you look at like the position she was in the tree. Like, like they had to have put serious work into putting this person into a tree. Like, can you imagine trying to shove like a dead body into a tree like that? (laughs) Like, you should look up what the tree looks like because it looks pretty like crazy already. Especially this, like, it looks very, like, I don't know, odd. Like it's going to come to life? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, So, Margaret Murray came forward in 1945, and she believed that it had something to do with witchcraft. Um, Because of the hand missing, she Mm -hmm. believed there's a ritual called the Hand of Glory, 
believing she could have been sacrificed, believing as devil worshippers, basically. Mm -hmm. That was kind of their whole thing. But that's why it was interesting that the hand was missing, because people Mm -hmm. were like, oh, maybe it's associated with this. Right. And there was also, um, people say you could trap a witch's spirit inside of a hollow tree. I've never heard that, but okay. I haven't heard that either, but (laughs) that's what I found. (laughs) People, you know, speculation. Right, right. And then there was one uh, theory about a German spy kind of a thing. Because, like, this was around yeah, World War Yeah, because Germany was invading England during mm-hmm. World War II. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could, that, yeah, I so that know. was another theory. was maybe it was a spy. That's why no one knows anything about them. Mm-hmm. And maybe she saw yeah. something she wasn't supposed to know and they put her in the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another theory, there was uh, in 1944, a Birmingham uh, sex worker stated that another sex worker called Bella went missing three three years ago and she hmm. worked on Hagley Road which was near this area uh, okay huh but yeah interesting. that is hmm. the interesting story of Bella and the witch elm hmm. but we don't know who put Bella in there yeah we still don't know to this day huh isn't that a crazy story I'd like yeah. never heard of are they before. still trying to figure out though who put oh it yeah it's one of those things there? that a lot of um people are still kind of like looking into uh I'm surprised it's all the true popular. crime people today that they couldn't. Oh yeah, it out like right. I found it on a true crime, but like I hadn't seen too many people talk about it. Cause you know, mm-hmm. like some cases they'll be like all over. Super. Popular, but I saw it, like yeah. a mystery yeah. kind of because there's no like definite way and right. the like how the body got in the tree is very unusual too. Yeah, that is kind of strange. Like it's inside of a tree. Like why they put her in the tree? There's just so many mm-hmm. questions of what happened. <laughs> Other than like that you know crazy. she. Yeah. Huh. What do you have for us today? Well, today I have the story of Louisa Fox, who um, lived in uh, Egypt, Ohio. And um, this is like her story of how um, she ended up dead and some of the things that happened today um, since her death. So. Our story starts in 1896 in a small farming village of Egypt, Ohio. A 13-year-old housemaid named Louisa Catherine Fox was murdered by a 22-year-old miner named Thomas Carr. He was a member of the Union Army during the Civil War. He had a history of violence and would fight with his own Union soldiers, and he had actually been shot several times by the Union soldiers um, as punishment for him fighting with um, other soldiers. The story goes that Louisa uh, lived nearby with her family in a small farming, um, on a small farm near Swell. Yes, Swellsville, Ohio. She worked as a um, server for the family of Alex Hunter, who was the owner of a local coal mine in the area. Um, Though Louisa was only 13 years old, she was quartered by 22-year-old Thomas Carr of Sugar Hill, West Virginia. After fighting in the Civil War, he had gotten this job um, in Hunter's mind, and he had took um, an interest in Louisa, and he would, like, pester her and follow her everywhere, and it was really kind of creepy, to the point of she did not, like, like him making these advances at her. She told her family, you know, I don't like him, you know, he keeps following me around and all that, Um, but 
after, you know, her family found out that he was interested in becoming engaged to her, um, her parents uh, initially approved of this engagement. But, however, the young um, couple's age difference started not to um, sit so well with, um, with uh, Louise's parents and um, the guy that owned the mine. So, because of Carr's past history of violence, and he had been incarcerated at one point, um, and this all came to light to them. So, Louise's parents and employer um, objected to the wedding and called it off and said... Carr could marry her when she turned in three years when she would be of age she would have been um, 16 at that point so um, Carr was not happy with this decision he was not happy that they wanted him to wait three years to marry her so the next day he approached Louisa who had been with her little brother Willie who was six years old at the time Willie had picked her up from her work where she worked at. You remember she worked at the home of Alex Hunter and the hunters had told her, no, no, we want you to wait because of, you know, the way Carr had been acting, he'd been acting strange that day. They're like, no, we want you to wait. You know, we'll take you home on horseback back to your home. But she didn't want to wait. And her brother came to pick her up. And so she thought they would be fine. So her and her brother, um, took off, uh, walking. And while they were walking, um, uh, Carr came up to them and told um, Willie that he wanted to talk to uh, Louisa in private. So the brother left and kind of, you know, went up uh, a hill, you know, a little ways away from them. And Carr kissed Louisa. He pulled out a razor and slashed her throat. So as she, oh my yeah, God. so as she's like <laughs> bleeding to death on the ground, okay, he continues to stab her 14 more times on top of, you know, in the chest yes, after he already like you know times. basically beheaded her so Why? yeah i mean this dude was like crazy so willie witnessed the, his sister basically dying okay and at this point he goes and he runs to tell his parents what's going on so um the parents go okay well car while all this is going on is like running away and trying to hide from everybody because he knows they're all coming after him so he hides in this, like, old coal bunker, okay? And when he's in there, he tries to slash his own throat to kill himself. Well, the idiot didn't do it right, and he managed to fail at that. So when he fails to do that, he then tries to shoot himself, okay? Well, that didn't work out for oh. him so well either. <laughs> so he ends up surviving that, too, and has some injuries. So, you know, I'm just thinking karma, buddy. Karma is coming back to get him, and it's getting him bad. So she was murdered on January 21st, 1969 by him. Now, the interesting thing about this case was that um, Carr was sentenced to death in a very highly publicized case because he not only confessed to killing her, but he also confessed to killing 14 other people. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, That's a lot yeah. of people. So this... Yeah, I know. So this basically makes him one of America's first serial killers. Hmm. So Carr had a public hanging, and this was the first and only legal execution carried out in Belmont County, which is in Ohio. According to local legends, uh, Fox's ghost still wanders um, the areas of Egypt Valley because she was unable to move on from such a um, horrific death. 
People say that they have seen a ghostly girl roaming the countryside, or she can be seen crying by her gravesite. If you want to try and catch a glimpse of this ghostly apparition, you can start on Stark Road next to the small, there's a small stone marker in the spot where she was murdered. It actually, there is a tree planted next to where she was killed. And then there's like a little marker there uh, explaining what happened. And um, so you can do that. And there's also apparently a ghostly legends and lore trail that you can take in Belmont County that takes you to all like the spot where she, um, where she died. It can take you to where the cemetery is, where she's buried. And we'll talk about that in a second here. There's also a, um, old mortuary that is supposedly haunted. And there's a couple of other, oh, and apparently there's some hellhounds and Bigfoot has been spotted in this area. So there's also um, another story uh, that has to do with the cemetery where um, she was buried of a um, back in the mining days. There was a truck driver that had fallen asleep at the wheel of the truck that he was driving and he had an accident and his truck was flipped over on top of itself. And some people uh, say that he was killed when the truck um, turned over. But others say that he uh, was still alive. But everybody says that his arm had been cut off in the accident, okay? So it is said that his arm now crawls around the cemetery in the Salem's... Yes, in Salem Cemetery um, by its fingertips, and it will tap, tap, tap on the graves. Now, and if that's not scary <laughs> enough for you, there's a, supposedly a pack of hellhounds that will roam around the cemetery and in the um, area of um, where this Egypt Valley is. And people say they can see their um, eyes gleaming at night. Nobody will um, go on this this area at night because they say they, they feel like they're being watched and they've heard like growls and snarls and they've like they've seen these, you know, glowing red eyes from the hellhounds. So, yeah, so that is what I have about uh, this area. It is called the, um, this is all in uh, Belmont County. And, uh, yeah, so, and that's not too far away, by the way. I looked it up. It's like an hour away (laughs) from both of us. So I'm thinking we might have to do a little field trip out there one of these days to check some of this stuff out to see if it's really true or not. Uh, But that's all I have this week. (laughs) to be an extra short podcast today yep it is so anyway well if you enjoyed our podcast today follow us on instagram at two scaredy cats podcast and please be sure to leave a review on apple Podcasts and spotify it really helps the show get discovered and tune in in two weeks for a new episode and to all our scaredy cats and kittens out there remember curiosity didn't kill these two scaredy cats Thank you.